T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. 97.1 FM Talk. On Demand Audio. Welcome back to 97.1 FM Talk. Mark is out sick today, so my name is Mike Elam sitting in, and we are fixing all the problems of the world, although the Senate finds a way to create more. So if you haven't heard, the United States Senate voted on Wednesday to advance the so-called Respect for Marriage Act. And surprise, surprise, our two senators from Missouri did not vote the same. Once again, Roy Blunt on his way out and Josh Hawley have found some reasons to disagree. So what is the Respect for Marriage Act? Well, for that, we wanted to get someone who has a little more knowledge on this subject than me. Actually, she has a lot more knowledge on this subject than me. It is Emma Waters, the Heritage Scholar. Emma, how are you? I'm doing great, Mike. How are you doing? I'm awesome. Thank you so much for spending some time with us today. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for having me on. So tell me a little bit about, um, so this act originated in the House, is that correct? That's correct. So the misnamed Respect for Marriage Act, or popularly known in our circles as the Disrespect for Marriage Act, appeared first in the House after the Dobbs Supreme Court decision um, suggested that we might need to rethink decisions like Obergefell, which codified same-sex marriage on the judicial level, um, in Justice Thomas's comments in the Dobbs decision, which actually addressed abortion, right, not same-sex marriage. And so it appeared in the House, um, and the line goes that same-sex unions are under attack and their rights and benefits could be stripped from them. So we need to pass a law that would not only codify it on the judicial level, but also on the federal level in our law as well. And that's where this Disrespect for Marriage Act came from. Well, what's crazy is Justice Thomas never said, at least that I heard, that he wanted to change anything on same-sex marriages. He just made an offhand comment about how it needs to be looked at, or did I hear that wrong? No, that's exactly what happened. And on top of that, the other Supreme Court case that was also decided with this substantive due process is Loving v. Virginia, which addresses interracial marriage. And Justice Thomas, as we know, is in a is in an interracial marriage himself. Um, and so obviously he's not suggesting that these um, decisions be overturned, and nor is he suggesting that there's an imminent threat um, or it, would, it, it wouldn't serve him well, right, like on any of these levels. So the fear mongering that's really been stirred up around this has been completely misplaced and isn't actually based in any real concerns um, on the political or policy level. So where do we sit on this right now? I know the, the Senate took a vote on it, and you actually had 12 Republicans who crossed the aisle and voted for this, correct? 
That is correct. So the version that was voted on in the Senate yesterday was just a cloture vote to say, yes, we're going to move ahead with an official Senate vote. And so what the Disrespect for Marriage Act does is it repeals the Defense of Marriage Act in our public law, which affirms that marriage is between one man and one woman. And instead, um, the Disrespect for Marriage Act would say that marriage is between any two individuals, period. On top of that, they never actually define marriage in this draft. They simply say that marriage is what any state says it is, um, which down the road could be really problematic, especially if a state redefines marriage to mean something outside of that definition itself. Um, So we did have 12 Republicans who unfortunately voted to move forward um, with the Disrespect for Marriage Act, but the fight is not over yet. So um, as it stands now, the number one concern with the Disrespect for Marriage Act is that it does not, in the text of the bill, have any protections for religious individuals or organizations, which means that if anyone holds to a traditional view of marriage between one man and one woman, um, their tax exempt status could be threatened. Um, Any contracts, scholarships, or grants that they have through the government could be threatened, um, as well as licenses for adoption, foster care, and counseling services. So coming up soon, um, actually today, Mike Lee, senator from Utah, um, put forward an amendment that would genuinely protect same-sex marriage um, in this Disrespect for Marriage Act. So it won't change the fact that they're redefining marriage, but at least religious individuals would be protected. And so we're thinking that the Monday after Thanksgiving, um, they're going to vote on Mike Lee's amendment to see if it's going to be added to the Disrespect for Marriage Act or not. So how are you how are you seeing this move forward? Do you think there's a chance for that to actually be amended and approved or do we have an outside shot on that one? So the way it's looking now, um, and this is our hope, is uh, Senate Democrats have uh, said that for uh, Mike Lee's amendment to be added to the Disrespect for Marriage Act, they'll need to get 60 votes, um, which would mean that 10 Democrats would also have to vote for the amendment. And they've all but said it's never going to happen. Um, So the bill that's supposedly about protecting same-sex people um, or same-sex unions is actually just a bill attacking people of faith um, who disagree with them. Um, And so if Mike Lee's amendment fails, and it likely will, We're very hopeful that some of the Senate Republicans that did vote yesterday to move forward for a vote will not vote for it in the final Senate vote, because if there are no protections that are passed for religious individuals or organizations, it'll be a lot harder for them to get on board with it. So the next week and a half, um, it's a lot of pressure on those particular members and those particular states to really show their support and care for it. So if Mike Lee's amendment fails, then the Republicans drop out because there are no religious liberty protections. Then there's actually a possibility that the Disrespect for Marriage Act could fail in the Senate. And we only need three of those 12 Republicans to drop for it to fail. So it's actually looking pretty good. So obviously we had a split in Missouri between our two senators. Senator Blunt voted for it. Senator Holly voted against it. Senator Holly or Senator Blunt was saying because of the religious liberties that this codifies uh, and protects is why he's voting for it. But Senator Holly says, being an attorney, that that it's it's just 
what is what is the wording that I'm looking for? It's not really protection. He's saying that you could argue through that easily and it would it would be litigated away. In his opinion, there really are no true religious liberties that this bill does anything to go further and protect. And it sounds like that's what you're saying as well. Yes, that is exactly right. So currently um, there's a Collins Amendment, but it doesn't provide any affirmative defenses for religious individuals or organizations. And that's what Senator Hawley is pointing to. So he's saying that it it might appear and it might suggest that there's a protection, but in reality, it's not going to have much standing, um, especially once you have anti-discrimination lawsuits um, in courts. So unless Mike Lee's amendment is attached to it, um, like Senator Hawley is arguing, it's not going to actually have any substance to defend people of faith. So tell me about these 12 Republicans who voted with the Democrats. Are they pretty much all the Republicans that are leaving office? <laughs> um, some of them are, um, but uh, unfortunately, many of the others have at least two to three years left in office, depending on when their reelection cycle comes. Uh, so we, yeah, so there is some hope that those who have no interest in supporting traditional marriage or supporting, um, the people of faith who have voted for them will be leaving, but we will still have others in office like Senator Mitt Romney, um, who have been very outspoken in their support for the Disrespect for Marriage Act, even without Mike Lee's amendment, um, who will be in office for some time. I did find it interesting that the, um, the Mormon church actually came out in support of this bill. I, I didn't see that coming at all. <laughs> yeah, well, you would be surprised, especially um, with the Mormon Church being one of the churches who were the most opposed to same-sex marriage um, and were some of the biggest advocates for the passing of the Defensive Marriage Act back in the day. Um, so this is a pretty big shift in direction um, from what they've traditionally held to be true. Um, and it seems to be this sort of myth of moral neutrality that a lot in our generation have bought into, right? Saying that you can have opposing values coexist without there being any sort of tension or protection for one side or the other. Um, the way it stands now, there are no rights or benefits that are going to change or that are under threat for those in same-sex unions. Nothing changes for them. But if the Disrespect for Marriage Act is passed, especially without Mike Lee's amendment protecting religious people, what it does do is strip protections um, that they once experienced and put them in the middle of the limelight. So it was incredibly surprising for us, too, um, that the Mormon Church, as well as a handful of Orthodox Jewish um, groups, came out in support of something that, without Mike Lee's amendment, will clearly have implications for the way that they conduct um their religious faith and practice. Senator Romney's vote on that didn't, A, he didn't surprise me, first of all, that he voted for it, but B, after hearing that that the Mormon church was actually not opposed to it, it, it kind of gave him the cover to be able to vote for it. So that part didn't surprise me. A lot about Mitt Romney just doesn't surprise me. Um, but uh, that's that's a whole other uh, radio show that, <laughs> that we would do at another time. So uh, remind me again, give me a time frame. So uh, Senator Lee's amendment is going to come up when? Okay, so Senator Lee introduced his amendment today. Um, it will likely come up for vote on Monday, the Monday, sorry, the Monday after Thanksgiving, not before, but the Monday after Thanksgiving. Um, and then at that point, uh, once they vote to either include or not include uh, Senator Lee's amendment the Monday after Thanksgiving, then they'll schedule a vote for the overall Senate. 
Um, and so that could be a couple of days. It could be within the week. We're not exactly sure when it's going to take place yet. Is there any chance that with some procedural movements that they may be able to put this off until the first of the year? With procedural movements, it seems unlikely right now. Um, but uh, once again, if Lee's amendment fails, like Democrats have all but said it will, it seems very likely that enough Republicans will drop out of their support that it just wouldn't get the support it needs, period, in the Senate, um, in which case they could try to bring it up in the House through the Senate next year. Um, but given the elections from the midterms, we're fairly confident that we'll have enough Republican support against it that it won't gain any traction. Yeah, I would figure an Eric Schmidt is going to be voting uh, much different than Senator Blunt. That's just a guess. <laughs> but I'm going to go out on a limb on, on that one. Hey, Emma Waters, uh, Heritage Scholar, we appreciate you very much stepping in here and helping us out to figure out a little bit more about what's going on. You never know these days what's going to pop up in Washington, D.C., but you can never fear that it's going to be something a little off the wall and something you probably didn't see coming. That's absolutely right. It reinforces the need and import of all of the voters out there to make their voices heard, for sure. Well, I guess the good news for you is that's job security. Just kidding. (laughs) Hey, we appreciate you taking the time, so thanks very much. Absolutely. Thanks for having me on. That is Emma Waters. She is a heritage scholar. Uh, It's just nice to have access to smart people you know, who can come in and help you figure out exactly what's going on. Um, Speaking of smart people, Kurt Barr is the director of elections out in St. Charles County. And I know this, this is crazy. (laughs) I know you're going to shake your head and go, how did they do it? But St. Charles County actually counted their votes on election day. I know it's, it's unheard of, but they actually had a total and declared winners. I think every county in the state of Missouri actually did that. Yeah. Believe it or not, we are still waiting on other states to finish counting votes. It's mind-numbing. I think California actually said that it may be a month before they are completely done. We may know if Herschel Walker is a senator or not by the time California gets done. A couple of days ago, one of the counties was at 37% on counting votes. There is no excuse for that. What do you count for like three hours and then go, that's lunch? And, I, and and then we're out. We'll I, be back tomorrow. I, we're all volunteer. They had this same cold that Reardon had, and they said, oh, we, we got to take a break. Hey, we're going to talk to Kurt Barr and just talk a little bit about uh, elections in general, talk a little bit about what he saw in this particular election, and just get a little more information on it. You are listening to St. Louis's Home for Conservative Talk. My name is Mike Elam, filling in for Mark Reardon on 97.1 FM Talk. Get more at 971talk.com. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 